0: is rarely encountered even in hundreds of thousands of millions of ages. As we see it, hear it, receive and maintain it, May we completely realize the Tathagata's true meaning. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being at retreat. Lovely to practice with you all in this way. lovely to feel all the support and to um, be surrounded by others who I know that I'm supporting with my practice. Mm-hmm. So we'll turn our attention again to the song of the Grassroot Hermitage and I'll base this talk loosely around some lines from that song. We have the song of zazen that we chant at the very end of retreat, and this is another kind of song, some words in praise of this essential practice. One line towards the end of the chant says turn the light within and just return. This is what we're doing during retreat practice again and again and again and again. Just returning. Just returning. The other line that I'm fond of quoting is thousands of words, myriad interpretations are only to free you from obstructions. What is there to add to this essential instruction of turn the light to shine within and just return? or even just return or even just this. We just keep reminding ourselves and there's really nothing more to be said. The last line of the song of the grassroot hermitage is, If you want to know the undying person in the hut, do not separate from this skin bag here and now. So this skin bag means this body. Skin bag is kind of usually a somewhat insulting way of referring to a person, but we can get past um, being insulted or not insulted in a context like this. He, he means no insult. One way of referring to the body, a skin bag. You know, we have a bag made of skin that contains everything else, the bones and the muscles and the bodily fluids. Don't separate from this experience in the body. Just return. Just return. This is more instruction on this essential method. Don't separate from the skin bag or from um, whatever the practice is. Working on a koan, don't separate from the koan. Feeling the body becomes so absorbed that there's no person feeling the body, just sensation. And most importantly, let go of all these extra instructions that come together to make a talk and just return and just return another line from this chant let go of thousands of years and relax completely Let go of whatever is clouding the mind. So in a way, so far, we've got many ways of seeing the same thing. Do the practice. Here's a beautiful song that says, do the practice. Sekito Kisen, who's the author um, of this chant, uh, lived in the 8th century, so we think 700 to 790. And he actually had a grass-roofed hermitage that he built. So when he says, I've built a grass hut where there's nothing of value, literally built a practice place. Similarly, when we decide to come to retreat or do whatever we do to put aside time for practice in daily life, we are creating a practice space. We create a practice space even with the decision to do this for the next few hours still and not something else. And then of course, all the physical things we do to prepare a space are also preparing a space. So by metaphor, building a grass hut, building a place to practice. And in here we have nothing of value, so nothing worldly. Later, he says, um, things worldly, excuse me, places worldly people live, he does not live, realms worldly people love, she does not love. Mm. So, this practicing, as we all know, is um, affirming a different set of values, you know, the values of the heart different set of values than uh, kind of standard capitalist values. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this hut that's especially shiny or um, newsworthy. You know, it's not a jade palace. It's not a vermilion tower. Mm-hmm. These must have been sought after things that maybe a very wealthy person had, I don't know. Those are jade palaces and vermilion towers are referred to in this chant as well. Um, But this is our place of practice. This is our um, most valuable thing by another set of standards. So moving on to another line, Uh, he says, though the hut is small, it includes the entire world. Though the hut is small, it includes the entire world. This is our reminder that we are interconnected and always practicing with all beings. We're not just interconnected, but interpenetrated with all things, conditionally conditionally arising together. So this, though this practice place has its size, perhaps, really it was without boundary. We remind ourselves of this in the morning, too, with the robe first. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction, so without boundary. Mm -hmm. Without boundary is the effects of our practice, is the influence of our practice. Reminding ourselves of that can help feed our faith. Feed our faith. And faith is also referred to in this chant um, soon here. So next line, in 10 feet square, an old man illumines forms and their nature. In this small space, this particular person, I'm not an old man, but whoever you think you are, right? Illumines forms and their nature, indeed, indeed. Once the mind is settled, it's very helpful to bring in, I find it's very helpful to bring in a particular question, a particular question, Hmm. Who is the one? Who is the one who is here sitting, practicing, breathing? Or some other question. That in a way is the fundamental question. Who is it? Who is it that's alive? And something to Give us some traction, give us some traction so that um, I find there's a place when the thoughts have settled where without something to focus on, the mind um, just floats away. It's not that I'm distracted by any particular thing sometimes, but not really present and here. Mm -hmm. Being present is what we are returning to. So different medicine for different states of mind, but sometimes a question. And in asking different questions and turning the light of our Attention or contemplation, different directions over time, we illumine forms and their nature. Or another way of seeing this, just in the settling of the mind, forms and their nature are revealed. So even without the question, in the absence of um, an absence of delusion, an absence of static. The truth is revealed. Even in practice, a a new space, uh, a um, a different kind of embodied insight um, or quieting of the mind than we're used to, the The what is this applied to that experience? Mm -hmm. Things are revealed, the path is revealed as we walk it. Mm. What is this? Nobody knows, but we can open, open our own eyes and ask and look. And as we do this, what is there reveals itself. So this is not just what is there outside of us, but also what is there in the experience, in the body, in the mind even. Outside can be illumined, inside, and then Sekitoki-sen says in-between, (laughs) in-between. For me right now, I just take that to mean uh, don't worry about whether it's inside or outside. (laughs) Just pay attention. Just pay attention. Okay, so back to this line. Though the hut is small, and actually there's, there's two different ways. So though the hut is small and includes the entire world, in 10 feet square, or actually some translations say in 10 square feet. So 10 feet square might be the size of a really small hut. Ten square feet is more the size of an extra large zabuton. Hmm? So either way, right? Either way, we need not get the the translation right. Right, our practice place. Um, Though the hut is small, it includes the entire world in ten feet square. An old man illumines forms and their nature. Thus, so knowing this. This bodhisattva trusts without doubt. So this is another affirmation, several levels of affirmation here. First of all, a bodhisattva is, bodhi means awakening, so a bodhisattva is an awakening being. So in saying this bodhisattva, reminding ourselves to be an awakening being, Don't worry about whether you are an awakening being or not. Just be an awakening being. Be a being who already inevitably at some level has the vow to awaken fully for the sake of others. and to prioritize that because indeed, what else could this all be for? (laughs) This bodhisattva, this being on the path to awakening, trust without doubt, trust what? Trust the practice, trust this very returning, trust that though the hut is small, it does include the entire world. Meaning we cannot fathom or understand the power of our practice, of one individual's practice. We will not see all of the effects of this one individual's practice yours, your practice. Sekito Kisen himself lived at some sort of training center and trained others. And eventually seeded, S-E-E-D-E-D, like a good um, percentage, him and one other, really, of all these Zen lineages that exist today. He had no idea. He had no idea. I looked up a little bit on him, you know, because I am no scholar, but um, I am told (laughs) that during his lifetime, he was this provincial teacher, like not famous, um, didn't have that kind of worldly success that we might imagine that. Someone whose practice um, reached so far, like reached to us from the eighth century, right? Um, yeah, he did not have the kind of worldly success that we sometimes assume goes with something like that. But in his life, we have an example and a reminder that uh, we can't see it. We can't see how far our practice is reaching. And and so we just return. We trust without doubt. We practice in these 10 square feet to illumine forms and their nature and for the sake of all beings, without any thought of what the outcome's going to look like, letting go of even ideas of what it means to awaken or to help beings awaken. thus this bodhisattva trust without doubt so this is also a reminder i imagine sekito Kisen is reminding himself even to trust without doubt because i think it it takes this kind of trust or faith to really have the um, dedication to returning, to returning. And to just doing it, this kind of stubbornness. I suggest earlier that one of the essential, I suggested earlier that one of the essential questions we can ask is who is the one? Who is it um, that's alive? What is it that's alive? What or who? Sekito Kisen suggests that there's an undying person in the hut. He further says, firmly based on steadiness, it cannot be surpassed. Returning, returning and absorbed in the here and now, it cannot be surpassed. What is this it? Who is it that's alive? Letting go of even the persistent idea that we're referring to something. And yet it cannot be surpassed. Firmly based on steadiness, it cannot be surpassed. Firmly based on steadiness, our steadiness in practice, and also it itself is steady. A shining window below the green pines. A shining window below the green pines. So below or before or behind. Foundational, always present. Jade palaces, vermilion towers can't compare. No thing can compare. Mm -hmm. To our essential nature which is itself not a thing. Okay, so I believe that's my talk for this time. So so I did a lot of pointing, a lot of pointing. Um, So pointing is great. And um, if particular parts stood out or felt helpful, you can kind of feel that resonance in the body. And then please, as this talk wraps up and we move on with retreat, do your own just returning. Do your own just returning to this body and this practice and um, your own skillful meeting of whatever kind of karma might be coming up or whatever kind of mind state might be coming up. You know, this is it, we can trust without doubt. This is the, the path. How could it be something else or somewhere else? So. As always, forget any words, especially any confusing words, and just return. Thank you.